one of the things we do here at Neighborhood Bible Church. Um, Stephen Curtis Chapman and his wife, Mary Beth, have been very active and vocal in the, kind of the adoption community. Uh, they, have, they had adopted three uh, from China and set up a whole uh, grant uh, system to help families fund and kind of get started in the world of adoption. And um, I love the last line of that where it just says, find out what you can do uh, to keep hope alive. And that's really what this morning's about. Uh, we're going to put before you several options that are kind of right in front of your face. Uh, but there's a whole world out there really to, to do that. And hopefully this morning we'll kind of, we'll kind of get to see some of that um, rolled out. I want you to listen to this song right now by, uh, by Stephen Christian called When Love Takes You In. Well, one of the things that um, is really exciting as a pastor of a church is that there's a lot of touch points that just kind of come through me um, just because I talk to a lot of you. And uh, one of the beautiful things is just kind of watching what God does and kind of the, the pieces that he lines up. And um, one of the things as we, as we were praying about starting a new thing here at Neighborhood Bible Church four years ago was the fact that we shared a fence line with a, a middle school. And so that's kind of a no-brainer that we would be involved in some way, shape, or form with that. Uh, one of the other elements that's kind of gone on here is that God has raised up and God has brought together a group of people who really love and care about children. And um, I'll tell you, it's really easy, uh, relatively speaking, uh, to love and care for your own children, isn't it? There's something about uh, seeing them flesh and, flesh and blood and, and loving on them. Uh, but we have a group of people here that, um, again, it's just kind of amazing to watch God bring pieces together. Uh, but one of those people is Robert Clinkenbeard. We always just call him Clink. He actually has a first name. It's Robert. Uh, but if you ask me who Robert is, I'd say, I don't know. You ask me who Clink is, I'd point to this guy. So um, I've asked Clink. We were, out, we were out pulling weeds together a little bit. He's been really huge in our garden ministry and in getting the vision off the ground and, and all that. But, um, but I just asked Clink a little bit to share with, with you all his story uh, with regards to adoption. So. Thanks, Dave. Right now, my family is in Carson City. Uh, my wife and Joseph and my mother and father-in-law, where Joseph was adopted from and where he was born. So that we have the wonderful opportunity to go back on his birthday, which is Thanksgiving, and go back to where he was born and go back and live those days that were pretty tough for us. Some, it's kind of hard to talk about adoption after that last song, for sure, you know? <laughs> anyway, one of the things that we know about adoption in our family, and one of the things that Melissa and I are so grateful for, is that after a few years, we did two years of fertility and then got pregnant, and we were excited, and then we miscarried, and my wife and I, you know, we sat down and talked about it and prayed about it and said, Lord, what do you want us to do? We had always defaulted to adoption. We thought about adoption before we decided to start fertility, and we thought, no, let's try to have our own kids, and then if we can't, um, will adopt. And um, so three years ago, um, we decided to start our adoption process. Uh, we went through Lifetime Adoptions, which is a Christian adoption agency up in Rough and Ready. Uh, they've been working with prospective birth mothers for years, and they have kind of an interesting program. What happens is you make a profile of your faith, of what you think about each other, what you think about life and stuff, and you give it to the prospective birth mothers, and they pick you which was a wonderful thing for us, except one of our biggest fears was, you know, are we going to get chosen? We had looked on the website. There had been people that had been waiting for years. And so my wife and I, um, we turned in our profile, and we didn't even have really our paperwork done, and just right before Veterans Day, we got a call 
And it was lifetime adoption said a prospective birth mother has chosen you guys and wants to meet with you. And of course we're freaking out because we hadn't even started the we hadn't even started the paperwork. And the person on the phone said, "Oh, and the other thing is she's going to deliver in a week." <laughs> <laughs> and so my wife and I are like calculating, "Okay, how are we going to get off work? How are we going to get all this stuff done?" Well, one of the miracles, one of many miracles with Joseph's adoption was the fact that in a week we got social work done, we got the paperwork done, we had interviews done, and we were able to get to, we were able to get to um, um, Carson City. And then his birth mother was a week late. So uh, <laughs> we were like expecting parents for a week, pacing the floor, and uh, finally we got the call and Joseph was born. And I think looking back, some of the biggest fears that I had was, you know, I'm 52, and I keep on thinking, well, you know, my son's going to have to wheel me to football games, you know. When he's... But that's, that's not true. I met my, uh, my mother, my wife's uncle. Um, he had uh, natural children in his 50s, and he was real instrumental in helping me with that. The other thing is the fact that, you know, we have to have faith. We really have to have faith. Melissa and I, when we started the adoption program, a program, you know, process. We were reeling from our miscarriage and from the years and years that we struggled with fertility. But we never gave up hope, you know, because we know that God, if He means for us to have children, He'll, you know, He'll mean for us to have children. So we had to have faith. So one of the things that I encourage people who are thinking about adoption or who are in the adoption process right now is have faith. God knows what He's doing. He's a big God. There's millions of little faces out there, and you know that. They need a home. And God is good about that. God is good to match those up. So if you're thinking about adoption, if you're thinking about sponsoring, uh, if you're thinking about visiting an orphanage, do it. Just take that step of faith and do it. And I will guarantee you, in God's word, that he will reward you. Even if you don't have children, I can never forget the faces I saw in the orphanage in Zimbabwe. I was singing a song last night about a plastic comb. One of the girls there had a little plastic comb. And that's all she had. And when I think of that, I look in Joseph's face and I say, what would have been his fate if we hadn't have had faith and taken that first step? Thank you. Well, one of, the, one of the things that we all have in common is we all share in struggle. We all share in pain and, uh, and difficulty, and you can see a tear in an orphan's eye, and it can feel like a million miles away, uh, but you've had your own tears. Maybe you've learned to bottle them up pretty good, but they're there. And, um, and you know, as we, as we sing this next song, it's called Cry Out to Jesus, and there's kind of different snapshots of different pain that's there uh, in, in life. And um, and one of them is a nod is a nod to orphans. And again, um, my prayer really, our our prayer as a leadership would be that this isn't just a once a once a year kind of a thing. Already, it hasn't been a once a year kind of a thing. But that we'd create a culture uh, in this church of adoption. And what I mean by that is a culture of acceptance uh, and a, and, a, and a culture of speaking up for those who can't speak up for themselves, giving a voice to people. Uh, who aren't able to to speak up for themselves, to go and, and be God's hands and feet in providing shelter, in being a protector to to the fatherless and to the widow. And um, one of the one of the people who's uh, really huge in this, or the families, uh, is is the Rose family. And uh, Ron is in China, and um, and Viv is visiting her kids uh, up in Sacramento area this weekend. So they're not here of all things, but. Um, 
But they're really instrumental in foster uh, care, and uh, and there's so much. Some of you will be touched by stories from far away and other cultures. Uh, some of you are more touched and, and uh, want to do something local. Uh, one of the ways you can help, we've been advertising it now for weeks, but on December 18th is an event called Help One Child, and Ron and Vivian dreamt this up, saying someone ought to do something for the 25,000 kids in Santa Clara County who tonight will go to bed without a father, without a family, at Christmas time to give them a Christmas. And so they just kind of took on this project, and I think that was how many years ago, Nancy? Do you know that? Seven, eight, ten, something a long time ago now, and it's just kind of grown. And we've taken them on and said, we support you and we want to be with you in this. Um, So that's just a simple way to kind of be involved in, in, uh, in foster care uh, without maybe jumping into the deep waters and scary waters of, of doing uh, of, of taking one into your home. Um, let's sing the song together. You guys know this. It's called Cry Out to Jesus. Um, so one of the things I just mentioned was uh, in terms of local was the ability to, to help out with Help One Child. Uh, some of you have been bringing uh, things for our, our homeless outreach tonight. And um, one of the other opportunities we're going to have tonight is... Uh, if you'd like to join us at 4.30 here at the church, we're going to carpool uh, over to First Baptist Santa Clara where we join forces with them right around Thanksgiving time every year. Uh, many of you in this room have, have come up there with me, and it's been an amazing time uh, of walking around the streets of San Francisco. And by the way, it might be raining tonight. And, um, and I thought, what a luxury we have to decide, well, gee, should we cancel it or should we not? Um, there's going to be people out there. I promise you that because they don't get to cancel. That's where they live. Um, and I would invite you to come tonight and suspend judgment as to why they're there. But to realize that most every single person that you look in the eyes tonight, if you come with us uh, and, and put your hand on their shoulder and pray for them, um, in, in many ways is, is a different kind of orphan. Maybe it's through choice. Maybe it's through family circumstance. Maybe it's through some kind of a mental illness. Um, but, but everyone out there, there's, there's estrangement with, with family. And that story comes pouring out with one simple question. Here's how, here's how creative you have to be with getting a conversation starting. Ready? How's it going? What's your name? You look someone in the eye. You ask them their name. That opens the door. Here's, here's the only other thing you have to memorize. Ready? Can I pray for you? I don't think I've ever been shot down in San Francisco when I've done this. Can I pray for you? That's it. Oh, Michael. Michael's smiling. He's beaming like, like a madman over there. It's awesome. And you just get to start to, to love on people um, who've lost their way. And when you, when you look at a person uh, who's in his 50s, he's dressed like a woman, but he's a man. Uh, and he introduced himself as Heather, but his real name's Steve. Um, there's some confusion going on there, isn't there? I just saw this hurt little boy who's kind of wandered away from home all of a sudden instead of some homeless guy that kind of annoys me or something. And tonight we're going to have an opportunity to minister to um, maybe orphans 20, 30, 40 years down the road. Um, so that's just another opportunity. Uh, one of the great things that, that uh, is coinciding this morning is that uh, we just had a Mexico team come back from Grace Children's Home. I want to invite Jonathan uh, and Bertha up. Uh, Jonathan and Bertha Hurley have personified uh, just the the fire behind these trips. And this is our third one in 2010. Uh, we have two more dates for you in 2011. So if you've missed these trips, we've already got dates 
uh, that they're going to tell you the dates because I didn't memorize them before I came up here this morning. But they're going to share with you a little bit about the, the uh, team that just got back late last night. All right. Hello. Good morning. Can everybody hear me? Awesome. So we just got back yesterday. Thankfully, we got we got home safe and sound. Um, we have two new dates and just a little bit to share with you guys. We were able to put up some some drywall for for the baby's uh, baby's home and get a lot completed out there. We were able to love on those kids and. Um, I really encourage you guys, you know, if you guys are thinking about it, you know, definitely, you know, come grab one of us if you guys want to know more about it, have any questions. Um, the new dates are, are July 10th through the 16th and August 7th through the 13th. Um, we started going down there in 2007, so it's been a couple years now, and, and thankfully we were able to meet up with one of the, one of the pastors we met up with um, the first year. The first year we went out and we worked on the the orphanage, and we worked in the community. We worked with a pastor named Pastor Roberto. And in talking to him, he let us know that because of our kindness and, and going down there and working with him, we put a new roof on his house, and, and we, we helped him fix small things around his house just to bless him. He, he didn't have a refrigerator. He had lived without a refrigerator for years um, we were able to get him a refrigerator because he had just gotten electricity. He had lived without electricity for about 10 years. Um, and because, because of our blessing him and working in the community with him, it encouraged the people in his church to want to do the same thing. So next year, they're trying to plan a missions trip to go and help other pastors, you know, in, in, um, in an area called Chiapas, um, which is a southern state in Mexico near Guatemala. And, you know, he just wanted to let you guys know that you know, because of our, our love for, for people down there and to help him out, it encouraged all the children down there um, and all of the young teenagers down there. He says his, his church is growing, mainly with, with teenagers and children, but they're, they're growing and they're on fire for God because they saw us be on fire for God and show it to them. So I, I encourage you guys, if you guys are really interested... You know, let us know, um, and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see about getting you guys set up. Again, the dates are July 10th through the 16th and August 7th through the 13th. Um, the other way is to help, um, other than praying for them, he, he wants prayer just because they need money to be able to raise, to go out and do the missions that they want to do. So please pray for them. And also, with the children, um, all the children, thankfully, a couple years down, um, a couple years ago, they were not able to go to private schools. Um, and over there, it's a very big difference between going through to a private school and going to a public school. Public schools are usually only like half a day, and there's very, very little learning that goes on. Private schools, they they get to learn Spanish and English, and they definitely get the need and the attention that they that they need for for learning. Um, all the kids are sponsored now. They all go to private school. The the one the one thing that um, that is asked for is is funds just to provide the daily funds to be able to, you know, get the children you know the electricity, the water, their food. So that is what um, that is a way that you guys can give if you guys are interested. Um, the website is gchmexico.org. Um, and if not, if you guys have any questions, let us know, and we'll we'll definitely be able to fill you in on that. 
Um, but that is where um, that is where um, we are needed is in just providing the daily needs for those children. Uh, yeah, we actually got some time to talk with Stacy for a little bit. She she came down, and spent some time with us, and she. Uh, let us know about their their finances a little bit. And there's two there's two separate ways of sponsoring. One is sponsoring the kids for private school, which Bertha just said they're 100 percent funded in. Which this is the first year they're 100 percent funded in. And the second is uh, sponsoring kids for the daily needs that they're that they're doing. And um, I asked them if they're if they're ready to take on a few more orphans or or if they're maxed out. And Stacy just said, you know, we 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 were thinking about it, and um, we don't want quantity, we want quality. And right now, we have every kid in private school. We have them all um, the, the right number of, of TIAs or, or caregivers to the number of children, the right number of people for, with homework. They can provide uh, nourishing food for them every day. And they just really said, you know, we, we can't afford to bring in any more people. And also because of, of the economy the way it is, they're suffering down there too. They said that, that because they don't want to take any of them out of private school, because they don't want to they don't want to make their care suffer on the day-to-day. They're now pulling out of their own account and paying for these kids to, to just um, live a life that they think is, is uh, the best that they can give them. So the, the sponsoring is something that they really need down there. But um, it's, it's something that's really working. Stacy sh- shared with me a story of uh, one of the kids before uh, they came to Grace Children's Home. And uh, she couldn't give the name just due to privacy reasons, but she said this little little kid, I'm assuming he was probably less than 10 years old, um, was trying to just, um, you know, he was a little bored, wanted to do something, so he went down, turned on TV, something he'd seen the big kids do. Well, one of the one of the um, the the people le- running the orphanage saw it, got mad at him, and started spanking him. And then this kid's friend, who was also an orphan there with him. Um, saw it and tried to stop stop him from getting beaten, and um, so he got pulled off and actually got they got a stick out and started beating him with it. So this little orphan just said, "Thank you, thank you so much for what you do to us or do for us. We we realize what you do and we realize that you care for us and love us and that you're really making a difference for, in our lives. And uh, we realize that it's not the same anywhere we go out there." Because these kids are old enough that they remember where they were before they came to GCH. And now that they're there, they see not only the love that, that the, the missionaries have for them, that the Tia's have for them, but that all of us who come and uh, stay there have for them. They, they see God's love just being poured out on them all the time. And um, so just a, just thank you for all your support, and, and they could really use whatever you want to give them. Just to clarify, you weren't beating kids with sticks. There's a little bit of an air in the room. We're all concerned about that. That's not what was happening. That was a different place. So just in case that wasn't clear. Um, if you're like me, uh, you know, seeing a card on our, on our seats this morning that had 10 different ways to, to participate in, in orphan care, foster care, or adoption, um, there's a certain sense that when we come to church, I think we do ourselves a disservice if we come to receive more knowledge, receive what the needs are, and don't have, uh, don't have an action plan flowing out of that, uh, in some ways, there's actually places in Scripture that would say that 
without action, we're actually heaping more judgment on ourselves because now we know the needs. Now we know, gosh, there's something I could have done. And, um, and some of you might be bummed that you came to church today because you're like, man, now I know. <laughs> so now I'm, I'm with this responsibility of what do I do with it? And in just a few moments, you're going to have an opportunity to get out of your chair. In fact, we'd hope that everyone would get out of their chair and participate uh, and interact a little bit with things. And I'll explain more of that in, in just a moment. Uh, but this song, This Is Our God, um, really speaks to the heart of God. And we're uh, running a, an adoption community group. It's just considering adoption. And we have several families that are in, in process in some way, shape, or form. And one of the things that the book does, it points to all the scriptures that just shows, here's what God cares about. Here's what God thinks about. Here's what God's, God's calling us to do. And as you get a heart, as you get a sense for God's heart, um, you begin to know what it means to, to mimic Christ and to, and to walk in his ways. Uh, this is a song you guys know. We're going to do it a little bit faster, a little bit different than how we normally do it. Let's sing it together. Well, one of the um, one of the great truths uh, of the Christian faith is simply this: that God manifested His love for us, didn't He? He showed it to us, and um, as, as we've been studying in Ephesians one, just an incredible chapter. Go read Ephesians one in light of today. We're not going to take time to read it out loud, but it would be so fitting to just read Ephesians one and to say, "How do you know God loves you?" It's because it was shown. Because He did something. About it, He didn't say that he loved us. He showed it to us. And what we're going to do this morning, I would invite Christians this morning, in a moment, we're going to be celebrating uh, and, and doing something that Jesus left for all disciples. And that is to said, celebrate the Lord's Supper. Celebrate the fact that I died for you on the cross. Celebrate the fact that I gave my body and my blood for you. And as you're doing it, you're proclaiming the Lord's death. Catch this, until he comes. There's hope in the cross. There's hope in the death of Jesus Christ because of this path of rescue that he paved for us by dying on the cross for our sins. And that's what we're going to do in a moment. But how cool to kind of parallel that with something that we get to do to say we care for orphans in the world. God's plan for orphans is the church. Some of you, like I have, have been to places where there's no McDonald's, there's no Starbucks, there's no corner market at all. But guess what? There's a church sitting there. And that's God's plan for the orphan all around the world in every generation. And now it's our turn. We're going to sing a song right now called Love is Here, Love is Now. The way God shows his love is through the church. We get to be God's hands and feet. That's what he's called us to be. Uh, let's sing this together. All right, we have another video for you. This is from World Vision. This is going to kind of really introduce what the sponsorship's all about. And again, we're just praying and trusting God that we'd have 25 from our church. Uh, this is, uh, we get to do what's called a block sponsorship, which means we get to, instead of adopt or uh, sponsor a kid from all over the world, we get to pick it all from one village in Ethiopia. And um, we're really trusting that, that God would raise up uh, Either you to sponsor a kid, sponsor another one if you've already sponsored one. It's about a dollar a day, $35 a month. Um, or that you would be an advocate. You'd be a voice and say, I'm going to take a card and I'm going to go find a sponsor. Uh, we already have our very first person who sponsored as part of us doesn't attend our church. And so that's possible as well. So watch this, um, this video. You'll kind of get a little sense of what it's about. So 
so there you have kind of a sense of what World Vision's about, and um, you can read more on their website. Uh, but this is an organization that um, I would really encourage all of you to do this. Uh, we talk about this all the time, but being able to be a missionary in your own home is a pretty powerful um, thing. And, and uh, we don't want to emotionally drag you into something where two months from now you're going, why did I do that? You know, what did Dave do to us? That's not what this is about this morning. Um, I've been prepping you for this for a long time. I've been, I got accused as a youth pastor for, you know, talking high school kids into sponsoring kids. I said, look, uh, I'm just presenting the need. That's all it is. I'm presenting the need, and I'm putting a little thing out there and say, here's how you can respond. Um, we've given you a lot to think about this morning, and, and I recognize that. And uh, I tried to prep you as best I could. Um, but now you're going to have an opportunity during this next little set of songs. We're going to sing some communion songs really focusing on the cross. Um, and you're going to be invited really to, to get out of your chair. You can remain in your chair if you'd like. Um, but a few different things. One is I'd invite you to come and look over these cards. Maybe you're being moved right now to, to grab one, two, three. Maybe you want to grab all 25. I don't know. Uh, but there's, there's actually 40 cards up here. I had them send more than... than uh, more than I thought we would need, uh, but, um, but maybe you would grab a card. Maybe you would just want to pray over these real faces, real people. I, I thought, you know, what would it be like to, to look at a card and see a picture, um, you know, see a picture of, of, of Claire Nemec up there? What would it be like to see, you know, to see a, a, one, of our, one of our kids sitting on these cards? Uh, man, Madison, there's Madison's picture. We'd snatch that off in a heartbeat, wouldn't we? These are real kids. That's, that's who they are. They're someone's Madison. They're someone's Briley. They're someone's kid. Um, along with that, you're going to have an opportunity to, to go back and just celebrate communion. We've got it set up back here at a table. And, uh, and as we do that, again, that's just the Lord's body broken for us. Uh, and as we drink the little cup of juice, it's representative of his blood that he shed for us uh, on behalf of our sin. And we're just going to invite you to go ahead and celebrate that uh, during these next three songs. And then one of the regular things we do here as a church body, as a family, is we celebrate um, this abundant life that Jesus says he came to, to give us. Uh, in, in part of our worship really is, is giving uh, to him tithes and offerings. And uh, John, where is that set up? I don't see where that, where that is. It's in the back table. So there's just a basket back there. We're not going to pass bags this morning. Just uh, make your way back there. And as part of your worship, go ahead and do that. If you are uh, going to be sponsoring a child, uh, I keep saying adopting. These are this is to sponsor a child. Let me be really clear. <laughs> sponsor, okay. So if, if I have said that wrong this morning, that's what you're committing to. You're like, I don't know. <laughs> um, here's what I'd invite you to do: take the card. If you know this is, there's no reason to wait. This is something I want to do. You fill it out right here and now. Sitting up front is something that you might see this coming Thursday. It's a, it's a place setting of how we eat our food. Um, you can envision what it's going to look like on Thursday, huh? <laughs> I mean, just mounds of food, right? Is there going to be enough on Thanksgiving? There is. Over in abundance, more than enough. Symbolically, what I'd like to do is this this morning. If you know that you want to sponsor a kid, would you please just fill it out? We're going to be sending all of these back. I will be sending these back to World Vision. I've got a rep I'm working with, and we'll send them back in bulk. So if you know you're doing this today, fill the card out, and then would you come and just symbolically set this on our Thanksgiving place setting this morning, just realizing that 
that, that this card is representative of the fact that someone else is going to be able to eat and have enough. Someone else is going to be able to drink clean water and have enough, maybe without walking six miles this time. Um, and so I would just invite you during these next three songs, you don't have a lot of time, communion, uh, our regular offering, sponsoring a child. And then in the very back corner is just a bunch of bags and sweatshirts and uh, beanie caps and all kinds of things. If you want to just pray over those, those are going to some other real people uh, this evening. Those are our, our homeless gifts that we're dishing out tonight. And you could just, just pray over those as well. So let me say a word of prayer, and then we'll be singing. And as soon as, we, uh, as, soon as you hear the word amen, feel free to, to hop up, and we'll bring you, bring you back uh, in just a little bit. God, thank you so much for your love for us. Thank you that you haven't coerced us into believing you. You haven't coerced us or twisted our arm into an emotional decision, God. You drew a line in the sand. You said, whoever seeks to hang on to his life in this life, stay on that side. But whoever would lay down his life and choose to come and follow me, cross the line, step over in faith. And God, you gave us a simple statement that you have come to offer life and offered abundantly. God, we thank you how you give us that life in ways that we so seldom expect. God, we pray that you would just uh, continue to move in this place this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. You're welcome to get up and and, uh, move about a bit. Well, we have have just kind of one more dismissal song to do. And, uh, man, let me just tell you guys what's happening in this room because I'm not sure if you're really aware of it. But... um, I went to this pastor's thing about a month ago, and uh, Max Lucado was there, and they kind of laid out this thing of, um, of World Vision, which many of you probably have heard of and been a part of for a long time, and um, here's what they put out to us. They said, plan on about 10% of your church sponsoring a child. So as you hold an event like this, plan on 10%. And so Becky was there with me, and uh, we walked away. We immediately said, well, we're not a normal church. We're not an average church. It's not the way it goes here. So we just began to pray. I really prayed before the Lord. I said, God, I want to I put this before you. I think you want to do something here. Um, many of you know our intent is within the year to get to go and visit <coughs> these kids as we go and... Uh, travel for our adoption. And uh, there were 40 cards up here today. And uh, every one of them has gone, I think. Um, praise God. That is unbelievable. <clears throat> so maybe you need to pray for the faith of your pastor. Maybe he's got way too small goals here. Um, let me tell you what this continent of Africa is doing behind me. Uh, that's going to be there through the month of December. And as we're shopping for gifts, as we're talking about how we're going to invest our Christmas, we talked a lot last year about um, Advent Conspiracy, had some fun with that. That's just going to be kind of our visual reminder. Let me tell you what else it was going to do. It was going to be like a thermometer (laughs) until we reached our goal of 25. So just pretend it just all filled up in one Sunday. Isn't that amazing? Praise God for that, you guys. That That is really cool. 
Um, I worked with our rep and said that uh, we'd like to have these through the month of December. So um, perhaps you found one. There are actually more cards available, and uh, I'm going to get her to send us some more. And um, I told her 40 was plenty. I was wrong. Uh, but if there are others that you talk about at your work or whatever, and they go, man, I'd love to do that. I'd love to, I just, I'd love to know my money was going somewhere that was trustworthy and, and all of that. Um, then uh, we'll be having this go through the month of December. It'll be just kind of in the back. We won't make a huge deal about it, but it'll just be there. And uh, thank you, church. I mean, I, I, knew, I knew the kind of church we had, and it was just so exciting this morning to see you guys act and move and, um, and take a step, a step of faith with this. So would you stand with us uh, this morning? We've had just an amazing time uh, together. If you're going to go with me this evening, would you just come give me a quick heads up up front so I know how many to uh, to plan on for that? And uh, we're gonna we're gonna just go out to this song. My hope is you, and uh, it's from Psalm 25. And you guys know it well. Sing it out.